BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Boston MC Acrobatic has been active in the music industry since his first single release in 1998, Rough Enough. He dropped his first album, Balance, in 2003. Acro is the member is a member of the Perceptionists with Mr. Lift and DJ Fax One. He just dropped his third solo album recently, Built to Last, which is definitely a must buy. Acrobatic, thanks for joining me on the library with Tim Einenkel on rapstation.com. Yo, thanks for having me, man. Long time coming. Cool, man. Yeah, definitely. So I just want to go straight into the album. You know, a lot can be taken away from the first track of any album. So I want to yeah. know what did you want us to take away from the first track, Act to the Future? With uh, Acts of the Future, I just really wanted to start off the album with, with, you know, with the listener feeling like they're really checking out like a triumphant return, you know, like it's got the horns blaring in there and it it just really sounds epic. And that's why I start off with, you know, roll up on your city like the Trojan horse. Like I'm really trying to create that visual imagery of just like I'm coming in just like with reckless abandon, just ready to, to just, you know, mess things up. I don't know. I don't want to give you no bad language, but you, you, you know, you know yeah. what I'm saying though. It's like, you know, here I am on the scene and I'm back and that, you know, that's the whole statement of, of that song um, is it, just, you know, this is me. I'm back. I've been gone for a while, but you know, they dug me up. They thought me out. However you want to look at it. And, and here I am just ready to wreak havoc. Y'all thought I wasn't going to answer the bell. Turn me up, team. Uh, and you don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me. Yeah. It's time to start going off, going off. Roll up on your city like the Trojan horse. These rappers is Nickelodeon soft. Axe back for more. Homie simply took some sodium off the diet. You in tune to the one man riot. Yeah, I wanna, kind of, that, that kind of leads me into the, the, the second track of Built the Last. Uh, yeah. Discuss the importance of career longevity and what it what what this means to be a true MC uh, in the track built the last last. I'm just curious, like what like what do you think the secrets are to having a long career, and what to you what makes a true MC? All right, well those are great questions. I mean, I guess you know 
the the answers are almost one in the same. You know, I feel like you just kind of have to live your life first and foremost. And then just, you know, for me, man, my, my art, my writing, like, that's kind of like, it almost feels like an extension of my lungs. Like I just breathe that out, mm. you know? So it's like, I am a person first, I'm a man first, you know? And, and, I, and I come out and, and live my life that way and then see how that influences my art. You know, I don't really, I don't fabricate a character that I make music with and then go back to living my normal life. I just am who I am. And, you know, and then my art just kind of breathes, breathes through me. So with Built to Last, you know, I wanted to make that statement because, I mean, honestly, man, it's just a lot of knuckleheads out here, Tim. There's a lot of people who don't know much and they're happy with that. You know what I'm saying? They're okay with the fact they don't know much. Whatever I see, whatever makes it my way, I'm going to pump that up and that's going to be what I'm about. You know, I'm a different type of person. I really think that that way of thinking kind of leads to obscurity and insignificance and footnote-dom, you know what I'm saying? And and I don't want to be that. I want to be somebody that, you know, they're talking about me long after I'm gone, Mm. you know, and and they're not questioning my credibility while I'm here, you know? And, And so I think that those are the types of things that lead to longevity. I mean, also, you know, maybe not putting out three albums every year you know what I mean? I feel like the music has become disposable, but I feel like if you make appearances in the game and, and what you drop is timeless, then people will kind of not really associate you with any one era. You know, every once in a while, I'll, somebody will try to, you know, like online, maybe somebody will throw it at me. Oh, you know, you, you're a 90s dude or you, you're an old school dude or whatever. But I mean, my response to that really is that if my music is hotter than yours right now, how am I old school? Then what right. are you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so to me, I'm like, hey, I got one of the hottest albums out right now. I'm very confident about that. And I think that the, the longevity that comes from it and the, and the longevity that I'm speaking about on that song is not only just about, you know, my own staying around for a long time, but trying to get some of the younger guys to take note and let them know that, like, yeah, you might be hot now, but if you don't maintain that, you know what I'm saying? because you didn't listen when KRS dropped out of here, because you don't know about that philosophy behind that song, you you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. you might not be inspired to have longevity in rap or to have longevity in, in a music career. You know, you might just be looking at it as like, it's just a quick thing, it's a hustle because it's really getting promoted that way nowadays, that it's just a hustle. I mean, hip hop was never really a business until, you know, recent years, It's it's just now, the actual culture has become a business. Rap music has always been a music industry, but now they're trying to just sell sell the imagery to whoever will will buy it. You know, every commercial is spoofing hip hop behavior and hip hop music right. and 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 those types of things. So, you know, I just think that we have to guard our culture. And if you do that, there's always going to be a core of people out there, a core of people who respect those who fight for it and fight to preserve what makes it beautiful and what makes it art. Cause that's all we're trying to do, you know? And, and I think that regardless of the generation gaps or how long anybody's been around, people can notice that real heads, real people will see the intentions of other real people and they'll support that, which is why I think real hip hop will never die. Cause there's just always going to be people looking for it. Nice. And actually you kind of touched on a bunch of things I want to talk to you about, um, throughout this interview, but, uh, 
one thing that I think this album built to last, um, you know, there's, this is, this is obviously like, this is your first album since your open heart surgery in uh, 2011. Um, so I, to me, there's, there seems to be two, for me, there's two themes of this album. One you just talked about, um, you know, protecting the hip hop culture slash, you know, calling out people on their being lyrically weak, um, and this art form, but two, and this, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but two, there there seemed to be this theme um, that has to do with your heart attack and the personal lesson you took away from it, either change your diet, you know, like the, yeah. f- the first, yeah, yeah. Uh, the first, like Act of the Future, go, you know, less sodium, you know, that type of thing. Yep. Right? Absolutely. Uh, so I'm wondering, that's when you have that second, like this second underlying theme, uh, is that something that you hope people do take away from this album? Uh, I mean, do you want people walking away saying, you know, great album, and dude, I really got to look at what I'm doing to my health. Absolutely, 100%. I mean, you know, what good are we to anybody if we go through things and don't share what we learn from them? Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, I, I feel obligated. You know, it's like sometimes I know maybe it can even be a little a little overbearing, like, you know, like maybe if, if one of my, my boys is a little overweight, you know what I'm saying? And I mentioned nobody wants to hear that. Right. But at the same right at the same time, it's like being in a position where the people who love you almost lost you because you weren't taking good care of yourself is is not a good position to be in. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's not it's not it's not a good position to be sorry, to, to be the person that is, you know, forcing loved ones to, to face with, that, you know, face that possibility. So, you know, you just, you kind of want to do take care of yourself, but I just try to back off and not really give it to nobody like that. Cause we all have our things that we do. We all have our vices, but as far as like the general, you know, the general population and just like my fans, especially, yeah, I do want them to know that like it was a close call and I learned a lot from it. And, uh, you know, also just like, the support and prayers of all, of all those people actually, you know, really, really drove me. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, you hear people say that and, and you know, you think it's cliche, but then you go through something like what I went through and then you really do see just how, like, just how powerful love is and just, you know, people who never even met me, you know, just pouring their hearts out to me, you know? Right. So that, that you know, that that experience is definitely something that I wanted to share. And even even the the personal part of it, which is the part that I don't want anybody to ever have to go through, but just the the, the pain and the the actual surgery and the recovery, the, you know, even who am I is about the heart surgery. Mm. You know, who, who am I is just about me waking up, not knowing where I am, not knowing what happened to me. And for all I know, the next thing somebody tells me is that it, who knows? I don't know how much time has gone by. I don't know what's going on. So I might as well be in this sci-fi situation that I find myself in with Lyft. Right. And and that explains, you know, me coming back stronger. You know what I mean? Also, uh, I think Lyft did an incredible job on that on that song, you know, bringing it to life and, and just telling that story for me because, you know, it comes off, it's like, you know, it's a dream sequence. I know a lot of people on the service might hear that song and be like, what are they talking about? Or what is even going on here? But it, the song is right after Alive. Right. And in a, in a live, I explain how, you know, I was out, I was unconscious and I don't know how long I was gone for, you know. In the reality, I woke up to my mom and my aunt holding my hand. But, you know, in the in the song, Where Am I? You know, I wake up in a lab, not even attached to my own body because there was a time after the surgery where 
or it could have been before the surgery. I don't even know, but I was strapped to the bed and the only thing that I had any control over was my thoughts. I couldn't move. I couldn't feel anything. You know, I didn't know where I was. I didn't know if anybody was around me. All I knew is that my brain was working. Oh, wow. You know, and I could see, but I could only really see like where my head was positioned because I was completely strapped down to the table so that, you know, if I woke up, I didn't try to get up or move or something like right. that. Yeah. So, so, you know, that is what inspired me, right? And where am I? Oh, wow. Because, because I was just drugged up, you know, falling asleep, waking up, having dreams. I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not. And, you know, that was, that was my, you know, attempt at just kind of putting that confusion into a more, you know, palatable, you know, form of expression, which, you know, a hip hop song is always a great place to be able to do that. It started as the first steps towards a man's ending and ended up being more like Johnny Depp and transcendence. The numbness, how did I become this? Will anybody learn anything from this? We've all felt like a shell of a man, but imagine a man without a shell, that's a living hell. Virtual prison cell murdered my existence, or is it preserving my existence? I can't feel, but this is colder than the worst December. I'm like the Captain America flick, the first Avenger. Mine's intact, but yet it still it hurts to remember. Where's my home? Did it burst in the embers? What about my loved ones? Is that, is, is that, is a, where am I with featuring Mr. Lift? Is that a, was that a track that, I mean, how soon after you were recovered that you thought of that as a track to write? Um, where am I, if I'm not mistaken, was the very last song I wrote. Oh, uh, for, for the album. I knew that I wanted to do a track with Lift. I was having trouble, uh, nailing them down to get the, the verse recorded. You know, I had the track. I, I didn't even write. Yeah, I didn't even write my verse until right before he wrote his. But I just kind of gave him an idea of what I was looking for. And he just, you know, he took it someplace amazing. I, every time I hear that song, I'm just like, wow, that's that's next level. That's, that's really what I'm trying to do with my music is like take it to the next level of of, you know, provoking people to think about stuff. You know, you're always going to have your bangers. You're always going to have your tracks that remind everybody that you're not to be messed with on the mic. And, you know, even like you're going to have your mellow laid back stuff. But you got you to gotta have stuff that pushes the envelope and at least, you know, tries to take you to, you know, just take the boundaries and push them back a little bit. Right. I want to actually uh, go back, go, go, go back one track to our live. Um, yeah. Which, you know, which you mentioned details the heart attack, the surgery and post. Uh, yeah. Was that the was that was that the hardest I guess emotionally track to write or was it quote unquote easy because it was quote unquote so real? I do think that the the I don't remember struggling with those lyrics at all. You know, it all happened. You know what I'm saying? So it was easy to, you know, I had the material. It was just a matter of making it interesting uh, with the lyrics. But I mean. It was actually fun, man, because I wrote that song pretty much that same summer that that happened. And it was just like, it was so fun, like, to be sitting there writing that song, going to myself, like, yo, I get to write this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's that's all that even matters, Tim. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I got to write that song. I don't care if anybody doesn't like it. I don't care if somebody doesn't like the beat. I, it doesn't even matter to me. I got to write that song. So for me, that's, you know, the most important song of my career. 
hands down. Like there's not even a question about it. And it doesn't mean that I'm going to perform it 11 times at my next show. It just means that it, it, you know, it has a, a meaning to me that will always mean something. When I'm an old man, you know, 30 years from now, 40 years from now, you know, I'll be able to look back and think of something that happened to me when I was very young that I was able to overcome and continue on from. And, and, you know, everything from now till then is, is like, it's, this is the, this is the greatest part of life for me now, because now my level of appreciation and my level of understanding of my own body and how it works and, and all of that, you know what I mean? It's just all elevated. Yeah. I'm in my crib feeling blessed Early afternoon session, my homies just left All of a sudden started feeling mad stress Like an elephant was standing on my motherfucking chest Now I start to panic and begin to convulse Agitated by accelerated rates on my pulse I called up my lady like I think I'm done, hun She said get off the phone with me and call 911 I tried, cause shit was really faded in a hurry At this point, the numbers on my phone was all blurry and shit But by the grace of God, I managed to dial And told him please send somebody to my crib right now I knew that that's the only way that I would stand a chance I'm a rider, but now I'll be riding in an ambulance They found me face down on the pavement Probably thinking about my tombstone engraving Vague memories of begging for assistance They said they couldn't help me, but we just a short distance from the hospital Mass general, class medical facility Incredible professional abilities Next thing I remember is... uh, We're speaking to Ac- Acrobatic He has a new album out called Built to Last uh, You've discussed this in the interview and you and, and I think there's a lot. Of, there's one thing I really I've always appreciated about all your work is that you have this level of passion that comes through on the mic that I think a lot of MCs don't. Thanks. Uh, and 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 this is this album's no different. You're showing your passion from you know track one to the last track uh, uh, throughout the whole album. So I'm wondering, is that something? Is that is that your key to making music? Like when you know that you gave, you know, let's say 110 percent of. Yeah. of yourself do you know that right away that's a successful album for you well i just you know i try to share what i'm working on with the people around me as much as i can i mean i'm kind of guarded with my music and a lot of times people won't really hear it until it gets to a certain point but i do have a, a really tight core of people that are close to me that i let hear stuff and you know thankfully none of those people are yes men you know if there's something they don't like they'll explain it They'll say why, you know what I mean? And I just feel like I have enough privacy and enough time to myself to make the music that I truly want to make. And I'm still, you know, out, you know, extroverted enough so that, you know, I, I will run stuff by people and see how they're feeling about it. I mean, it's been really organic, man. You know, it's like my first album in six years, you know, so that already is, is going to make it, special for me it's just been a long time since i had product on the market like that you know i'm I'm happy about that but i really think that this record is strong man i I went to you know nine different producers for 11 tracks you know what i'm saying and and yet it's still cohesive all the way through and and i'm glad that the passion is is resonating you know i'm glad that people like you are seeing that and you know i just hope the rest of the audience sees that i'm an mc you know there's a lot of dudes out there who make a mockery of, of being an artist, they make a mockery of being part of the hip hop community. You know, they'll get on the mic and be like, we ain't rappers, we're hustlers, you know, this is a hustle, you know, whatever. I'm an MC, like that's who I am, it's who I've always been. You know, I'm a rapper, I'm an MC, I'm a hip hop artist, I'm a member of the hip hop community. And my passion is knowledge, you know, so that's where, that's the cross section that you're gonna get 
on, you know, an acrobatic album. I'm going to keep it as funky as possible. What is the Mercenaries theme? So the Mercenaries theme is basically just an ode to capitalism, you know what I'm saying, or a lament for capitalism, however you want to put it. It's like capitalism just runs this country money has become the bottom line you know and for all intents and purposes in america money is also god so that type of thought that type of mentality that type of behavior is going to drive people crazy it's going to drive the nation crazy and that's you know that's why in the chorus i'm like gimme 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 because everybody is on that everybody has a bottom line of money everybody has a price and everybody's out here just trying to get it and that's why our, our, even our culture, hip-hop culture, you know, certain guys got to the top. And when they got there, they said, you know what? We have money that no one else has. So why don't we just make this hip-hop thing about who has the most money? Right. And, that, and now that's bottom line. So everyone is just kind of on that. No matter what level of what we're talking about, the bottom line is going to be, well, how much money did it make? How much money does that person get paid? How much was the contract for? Because that's going to be ultimately what we use to determine the value of everything. Mm. So, so a song like Mercenaries theme, I'm just like, yeah, let's just talk about it then. Everybody's broke. You know, our, our government is, in the meantime, spending billions of dollars to, you know, send troops and tanks and weaponry all over the world. Mm. When, if that money wasn't being spent, the conflicts that are happening all over the world would resolve themselves one way or another. Regardless of what anybody thinks, America is not out there, you know, in a consistent state of preventing nuclear war or World War Three from happening. They're not. They're out there protecting their own interests from money. Mm. So all that money that's being spent doing that could be spent feeding all the people here that are starving, and they're choosing not to do that. The money, the money could be spent educating the people that are here so that we have a smarter community, so we have a society of people who make better decisions. But they're not going to do that because that's not what they want. What they want is for the few people who have wealth to maintain that and not have to share it. And the way to do that is to just make sure that everybody else is ignorant and sedated off of mindless entertainment. And it works like a charm every time to the point where the people who are sedated off of mindless entertainment are not only sedated, but they will defend it to their last breath. They become it. You can't tell them anything other than that. So that's kind of what we're up against. The mercenaries theme is just a way of poking fun at all that and making light of it all. Because, you know, if you wanted to, you could walk around grouchy about that all day. But I'm not that type of person. I love life. I'm in tune with, you know, what's around me. I love my family. I love the earth. I love going outside and breathing fresh air. Those are the things that motivate me. Those are the things that, you know, get me going from day to day. And I get excited about these things, my, my recreational activities that I take part in every day. Money to me is, you know, it's what you get for what you do if you're working. And everybody has a different job. But for me, first and foremost, is that I'm doing I want to do. I mean, I got into it with this dude from Hot 97 on Twitter last yesterday. This dude, Ebro, I don't even really know who he is, but it's just like, he basically was just coming out and admitting that everything that he does is, is just about making money for his bosses. And that's cool, but like, 
you might get a nice check for that at the end of the week, but you got to be able to look yourself in the mirror. You want to be able to say, yo, I did what I wanted to do and I got what I got out of it. Right. You know, every, everything is on me. You know, so I might not be driving around in a Bentley, but I'm not running around here asking anybody for anything either, man. I'm just out here, you know, working really hard. So that's my hustle, you know. And and the, the mercenaries team, again, like I said, just it just really tries to put some accountability on some people. You know what I mean? Like, how can we have people sick and starving in America, and then we're threatening to bomb? countries overseas in the Middle East because their government has their people sick and starving. So, you know, that's kind of what that, that is. It's just, it's just a fun way to deal with a serious topic. Get your money up. Get your money up. Get your money up. Get your money up. Everybody get your money up. Come on, Uncle Sam, really, it can't be hard. I'm just trying to re-up on my EBT card. What you mean I got no government access? Then why you got access to my taxes? What clowns how the government shut down over some shit that been in the books for months now? Come on, are you serious? Yet Congress wanna get bomb threats to Syrians? You throwing stones living in a glass house. Cause back home, you leaving your own ass out. Waiting on funds while they home passed out. But the end of every week, y'all checks is cashed out. Of course, citizens are gonna lash out at each other when it's Seem like hope is cast out. The thanks we get is more tanks and shit. For electing you bozos, kick their ass out. Get your money up. Get your money up. Get your money up. Everybody get your money up. Get your money up. Get your money up. Get your money up. Everybody get your money up. Make money, money, then charge interest. Take money, money, nobody flinches. Make money, money, then charge interest. Take money, money, nobody flinches. I ain't saying to be scared, I'm saying be prepared. Cause it's looking like these motherfuckers really don't care. So we gotta cash out. But so many of us will go the fast route. Try to make a milli up in the crack house. So maybe ball out like Jerry Stackhouse. Everything's a gamble, so don't crap out. When you wrestle with them demons, you bound to tap out. To bring my homie from my high school class out. Told him it was bottom of the ninth, last out. He said, you always with the class round, so he took me to the bank and yanked the cash out. Yeah. Now built to last out. Now I can hit the stage and rash out. Take it to your face while the beats blast out. After this, I'm going back in the booth to black out. Everybody out here fighting us alive. Got us looking like a real life GTA 5. Damn. Everybody out here fighting us alive. Got us looking like a real life GTA 5. Gimme, 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 gimme. Get your money up. Get your money up. Gimme, 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 gimme. Get your money up. Everybody get your money up. Gimme, 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 gimme. Get your money up. Get your money up. Get your money up. Everybody, get your money up. Get your money up. Get your money up. Everybody, get your money up. Out here in Boston, Massachusetts, we chasing an American dream that's elusive. About to be a bunch of wild people on the loose if we keep trying to measure our necks for the news fit. But all y'all want to do is cash out, bring your name, a little fame, and mash out. Begging for trust when all you do is cast out. I'm booking a flight, fuck this, show out. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, get your money up. Get your money up. Get your money up. Everybody, get your money up. Get your money up. Get your money up. Get your money up.
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.